Today's quote is, God cannot give us a happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. That is C.S. Lewis. I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 36 today as we take a look at Proverbs 3, 1, and 2. We're going to look at it in two different translations. We're going to talk about the language and the meaning, and then we're going to connect it to our everyday walking around lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get started with all that, let's take a moment to pray. Father, I so appreciate the ability that we have in this day and age to look into your words so easily. It is so available to us, and it has not always been that way. I appreciate that I can open the scriptures, and your spirit can teach me. And I ask you to do that today. I ask, Spirit, that you would open our hearts to understanding and applying your words. Open it to us in ways that we have not realized before. Let these verses teach us and lead us into a deeper relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's look at Proverbs 3, 1 and 2. I look at it, the ESV and the message today. The ESV reads, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. The message says, Good friend, don't forget all I've taught you. Take to heart my commands. They'll help you live a long, long time, a long life lived full and well. I'll leave the ESV on the screen for you to refer to. Podcast listeners, you can open your Bibles up to Proverbs chapter 3 in the first two verses. Raymond C. Ortland Jr. says this, The wisdom of chapter 2 offered to deliver us from evil. It offered protection. But this glowing chapter 3 is so positive. It is an education of life at its best, how to live well in every area, at home, at work, all around. He is coaching us in how we can be fully alive for his glory. I love that phrase, fully alive for his glory. We're going to look at the first seven verses this week, and we'll look at probably the most well-known verses in all of Proverbs. That comes later this week. The title of this section that we're looking at in the NIV is called Further Benefits of Wisdom. In the CSB, it's trust the Lord. And in the ESV, it's trust in the Lord with all your heart. And that might give you a clue to those famous verses. The outline of the section might be that first we are talking about the shalom or the peace of God. And secondly, in response, we're talking about our trust in God. The first 12 verses of the chapter are set up with kind of a distinctive rhythm. There's a very specific rhythm to these verses. The even-numbered verses are the result. The odd-numbered verses are the instruction. I said that backwards. Odd comes first, right? One comes before two. Odd verses are instruction, even verses are the result. So we have this instruction, incentive, result or incentive, instruction, incentive, instruction, incentive, rhythm. And the tone of this instruction is not do this because I say so. It is do this because it will help you. It's a father counseling or guiding us in healthy living. 
Now, we'll also have our fourth reference to the fear of the Lord. And I want you to notice as we proceed through Proverbs, the repeated themes. We've had aspects of wisdom. We've had the idea of two life path choices, the path of wickedness and the path of the righteous. And again, as we will see this week, we have the fear of the Lord. Today's verses, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for a length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let's start with the do not forget my teaching. Teaching is the Hebrew word Torah. It means instruction or direction or law. It comes from a word that means to shoot an arrow. Now that doesn't seem like it would make sense, but it's because a teacher aims to hit the target and achieve specific goals in the life of their students. It refers to instructions from God to his people on how to live. Now this teaching isn't something to be learned for the sake of learning. It's not memorizing something just so that you know it. It was intended to be learned for the sake of living. It was to be a way of life, permeating every decision, every thought, every deed. It was given to make known the way we should walk, the way we should live. David Guzik, a Bible commentator, says this about this verse. Deciding to not forget God's word is more than a mental exercise of memory. It is also connected to a life of obedience, one that does keep the commandments of God. If one mentally remembers God's word and yet fails to obey it, we could rightly say that he or she has forgotten God's commands. We note also that this obedience is one of the heart. Our goal in obedience is not mere outward conformity to God's will, but a heart that loves and obeys him. The heart is the first thing that wanders away from God, and it is also the first thing that returns to God. So we are not to abandon God's instruction, his way of life. Indeed, the second half of the verse says, But let your heart keep my commandments. Your heart is the place that determines and directs your responses. It's the inner core that defines the real you, the place that stores or keeps your real character, your real values, and what's really important to you. This is where God's commandments should live. This should be their home. The word keep in this verse means more than just obey. It means guard or maintain vigilance. So let your heart guard my commandments. That was the instruction. Don't abandon God's instruction, but guard them in the home of your heart. And next we have the incentive. That was the instruction. Now this is the incentive. This is the result or benefit of living that way. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Now, before we start with the verse itself, let's deal with something up front. This series of instructions and results, instructions and incentives, are not promises. They're not a prosperity plan. It's Proverbs, remember? So we're talking about general truth and the general results of living according to God's instructions. We're not talking about a formula to get you someplace. So we don't abandon God's instruction. We keep them in our heart. And that brings us length of days, years of life, and peace. So let's talk about those things. Long life, length of days, and years of life. Longer life and added days are characteristic of one that is living in the fear of the Lord. As we will see in Proverbs 9, 10, and 11, 10, 27, and 19, 23. So this will come up again. And rather dig too deep here, we're going to look at it more fully later. But let's talk about peace. That is the other benefit mentioned in this verse, peace. Shalom is the Hebrew word, and it doesn't mean the absence of trouble, although we often think about it that way. In this context, it may have more of that meaning than normal, but it signifies well-being and harmony both within and without. 
The root meaning of shalom is to be whole or sound, and this leads to translations that speak of completeness or wholeness, well-being, welfare, and peace. It also includes the idea of vigor and vitality in all dimensions of life. In short, shalom speaks of holistic health for our souls and our spirits. It is a big, overarching concept word for the good that comes to the one that God favors. It's God's word for wholeness and goodness and total satisfaction in life, wholeness and harmony in relationship with God. Peace has been said to be the deepest desire and need of the human heart, and it does have meanings that include prosperity and calm and absence of conflict and safety and freedom from fear. True peace, or shalom, comes from God. Psalm 4, 8 says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. We receive peace from obedience, and that definitely ties to this verse of not forgetting the teaching, right? And loving the law. So Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. And lastly, Christ is our peace. Ephesians 2.14, for he himself is our peace, who made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. And in this sense, once again, we have the idea that peace is the wholeness and harmony in relationship with God. Let's ask ourselves some questions. What ways might you be forgetting the teaching of God? And remember, this is an obedience way of the heart issue, not simply not remembering what his word says. What ways might you be forgetting the teaching of God? Second, how are you guarding God's commandments in the home of your heart? And there are really kind of two parts to that question. Are his commands living in your heart, and how are you guarding them there? A different way to think about those questions is, what are you doing with what God is teaching you? Because he is teaching you all the time. Raymond C. Orland Jr. says that God is saying in these verses, pay attention, pay attention to me. You are going to pay attention to something But only my teaching will lead you into shalom, into wholeness and peace. In all of the noisiness of our culture, what are you listening to? What are you paying attention to? Before this lesson, how would you have defined peace? Understanding it as wholeness and harmony in relationship with God, ask yourself, are you experiencing that kind of peace? If you want a place to think about these questions more fully and write down the answers, keep track of the discoveries that you make as we process our way through Proverbs, we send out journal pages each Sunday evening that allow you to do that, give you a place to answer these questions, think about them, and collect your information. If you want to get on the list to receive that, you can go to getwisdom.link backslash email, and you can get on the list and receive those on Sunday nights. And the link will be in the description of this broadcast. As for me, the word shalom is a favorite word of mine. I spent part of my growing up years in an area that was predominantly Jewish. My best friend's family was Jewish, and at some point, that second family of mine gifted us a pillow, a needlepoint pillow that said shalom. I remember staring at it as a child, like just watching and looking and thinking about that word. It's part of the memories that I see when I think about my growing up years. I have always meditated on that word. And we often think of peace as related either to our situation or our circumstances or as a feeling we have, how we feel about our situation or our circumstances. But it's not either of those things. It's about our relationship. God has made a way for our peace. Jesus is our peace. And the Holy Spirit leads us into teaching, obedience, and understanding that deepens that peace and our experience of it. 
As I think about that today, I think the realization that peace is completely unrelated to my feelings about life and is about relationship has sunk in more than ever before. And ironically, as we more fully experience a relationship with God, and as we trust Him more fully, our feelings about life will look more and more like what the world sees as being at peace. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? If we chase after peace, we usually don't find it. But if we chase after God, we receive peace. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for being peace for us. Jesus, you have made a way that I can be at peace with the Father. And Spirit, you open that peace for me. You usher me into a greater understanding and a greater experience. I ask for wisdom as well. And I don't ask it for my own success. I ask it so that I can better love you and better know you. I ask it so I can better love others as well. And so I can better live a life that honors you. So I ask you to give me that kind of wisdom, one that transforms my heart into the likeness of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. If you found this broadcast helpful, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. Things are more fun and we grow faster when we have friends along for the ride. If you are listening on the podcast, I would love it if you would review, rate, and subscribe because that really helps us get this in front of more people who can be helped by it. It's a weekday broadcast, so I will see you back here again tomorrow. We will continue to work our way through chapter three. Thanks for joining me.